The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Been a better week so far. Uh, yeah, y'all can say that. Anything exciting in y'all's world? Nope. Not really. Not. Okay. Uh, I had a couple screws inserted into a foot. Into a toe You're always getting spare parts put on. Yeah. I went out of my partial cast splint into a boot today as we're talking. Put weight on the heel, but not full weight completely. You just can't stay away from the mod parlor. <sighs> this one hurt more than anything else I've ever had. Yeah. Especially with the pin sticking out of my foot. He's not supposed to feel good. You definitely could say that. Cables all tied up. How's everything all... Oh, you were playing games on your um, podcasting computer, weren't you? Uh, I wasn't. Uh, Zoe was. I haven't. Oh. God, I haven't touched the game in a while. But yeah, I can't play games on my podcasting computer because it won't run games. Uh, this is mm-hmm. my system. Will on on my end. J J seven has has kept my side up. I have to talk to him about your stuff over on your side. Yeah. Well, wait. Let me see here. You want to laugh? Let me let me see here. Yeah, uh, my computer is probably ten years old. It's running a um, what is this? A Core i five processor. I don't know, but I know this was an old computer that my wife's office was getting rid of. Wow, uh, I'm running. A, that was three or four years ago when I got that. <laughs> I'm running a quad core i five. I don't remember how old this one is, but oh, I know this one's like old. Derek's laughing at us all. Not really. <laughs> but when I get the new um, podcast mixer, I won't even need this. This is true, too. But um, go to our homepage to check out our affiliates. Uh, and, you know, I want to start something new. And I'm going to start us off this week. And I'm going to let you two fight next week. Uh, definitely check out our affiliates, Biddy Boomers and Toink.com. Uh, supporting them helps support us uh with biddy boomers use code weeby geeks for 15 percent off uh toink as you heard in the promo win geeks 15 for 15 percent off uh, also too if you're ever looking into getting into podcasting check out um tascam for their text tascam mixcast of course their line of microphones and headphones uh and i new thing that we're going to do top of every show 
I'm going to start us off this week and next week. Uh, either Ken or Derek will have something picked. I'm going to give you an item from Toink I think y'all should check out that I think is pretty cool that you can get for 15% off. And my choice is only because I have one of these already sitting on my computer. I think I did. I don't know where you went. Uh, I have one. There's a Star Wars computer sitter Yoda that just sits on the edge of your your screen or your your or your laptop or uh, your tower. And a four discount is eighteen ninety nine. You use code WinGeeks fifteen for fifteen percent off. Get it for fifteen percent off. And hey, you live in the continental U.S. Free shipping. So cool. That's my plug for this week. Is uh, so you. you you two guys are going to have to try to figure something out. Which one of y'all are going to pick one for next week? Mm. So, um, speaking of toying, speaking of collectibles, Hasbro uh, sent me a press release today announcing that it has it is bringing back Darth Revan's lightsaber as part of the Black Series. Uh, it was out once before, what, like a year or two ago? That's something like that. Um, mm. So they're bringing it back. Uh, of course, yeah. this lightsaber can yeah. change from a red blade to purple, mimicking Darth Raven's journey from Sith to Jedi. It is available for pre-order now. I wonder if they brought this back uh, because of the upcoming um, re-release and redesign of KOTOR. Maybe. Maybe. Or I'm one, uh, who got the price? Price is two seventy eight ninety nine. Which is the not the price they got for these. Which is not bad for the uh, Black Series sabers. It's about average. So um, I'm wondering if it's because of that, or if there's going to be some connection with uh, Revan in maybe the Andor series. I don't know. They'd have to make a pretty big um, leap ahead in time. Yeah, I don't see how that would work. And with Andor, because they did, um, they did so well with uh, Rogue One of keeping the Jedi and the Force stuff out of it to to an extent. Like right. there were no actual Jedi in it, other than until you get to Vader. But there was no actual Force skills. I mean, you had Baze, or um, Chirrut and um, Maze and all that, those guys that um, worshipped the Force, but they weren't Jedi themselves. All right, then uh, let me pose this question. Maybe the Ahsoka series, or maybe it, it might have something to do season three of Mandalorian. Possibly. Um, it could be in the Ahsoka series something, finding like a Sith holocron or something. This isn't due to ship until April 1st of 2023. Yeah. So I'm thinking possibly Ahsoka series. I don't see why it would be in that either. Unless, like I said, unless Ahsoka finds um, a Sith holocron or something of that nature. Who knows? Because you got to think, Darth Revan, if you go with the original game, was what, 200 years before A New Hope? 4,000 years. No, it wasn't 4,000. Kotar? Wait, was it? Wait. Yeah, Kotar was 4,000 years. Someone wants to fact check this. I always thought it was 4,000, maybe 400. The game or the um, current wait is this the okay? This was the original game. Yeah, it says it's four thousand years before the Galactic Empire. I didn't. Um, it didn't feel that far back, that old. But see, this is why I, I'm wondering: could it potentially tie in with Mandalorian? Maybe because part of Kotar was dealing with the Mandalorian, the original Mandalorian war, um, war that eventually brought. I thought brought peace between or brought a, a ceasefire or a, uh, a treaty between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. Uh, let me see when the war was. Hang on. That, that was, it's been so long since I played the game. I very Wikipedia. well. Oh, me too. I'm sure there's people at us now. <laughs> Y'all are idiots. No, I'm just old. Well, yeah. Haven't they listened to the show before? <laughs> We're just old. <laughs> I blame that the, too. I blame the pain medication. I know the Mandalorian War is a major subplot of the game. It's been so long since I played the game. I don't even remember. Oh, you too. I need to play it again. I but in order to do that, I believe I got to hook up my original Xbox. 
I do remember there is it is tied there there is connections to the Mandalorian War because you fight Mandalorian warriors and the Sith kind of side with the Mandalorians during this time when there's more Sith warriors long before because this is all long before the rule of two. But then again, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars kind of di- um, disproved the rule of two as well. Hmm. According to canon on Wikipedia, it doesn't have anything about when the um, war was. But if you go into the legends on Wiki, it has um, stop with the ads. <laughs> it has stop with the ad. Well, it says the Mandalorian Wars were given a term given to 16 years of conflicts between the Mandalorians and the Galactic Republic that began 3,900 years before Yavin. So, yeah, it was right about the same time as Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. So, well, continue on with collectibles as well. Uh, Apparently, you could vote now for Star Wars in the Toy of the Year Awards. Uh, the Toys Association revealed three Star Wars toys among this year's top picks in 17 categories. Uh, action figure of the year, Star Wars L0LA59, Lola, anim- animatronic edition. Grown-up toy of the year, Cal Kestis Legacy Lightsaber Hilt, uh, Disney Consumer Products. Uh, of course, that is the Legacy Saber that's sold in the parks. And Game of the Year, Star Wars Villainous Board Game. Uh, hmm. You could go to toyawards.org and vote between now and September 2nd. I'm kind of I'm torn about the Kyle Kestis Saber. I'm glad they made yeah. it, but having seen it in person, it's there's a reason why, as much as I love the game, there's a reason why I chose Plo Koon over Kyle Kestis. It's just the way the breaking saber looks at the end, I just it doesn't seem right. It seems too short, and I don't like the fact that it should have been one where you could have picked whatever color you wanted, just like in the game. Because my Calcastus in the game uses a different color lightsaber than the Calcastus Ken uses or the Calcastus Eric uses. Yeah, I'm quite sure. I don't think I customized well, mine that much. Yeah, since. Uh- I switch mine all the time. Yeah. Like every time I play, I'd switch colors. See, I didn't. I didn't do much of any of that because for me, I paid. I'm more into the story that I don't even worry about the cosmetic stuff as much usually when I'm playing games. Because I I had pre-ordered it and got all the bo- all the bonus stuff. As soon as I I got to go to the custom, you know, in the tutorial where you go to the custom table, I'm like, yeah, let me throw all the the bonus stuff on here and you know, all the pre-order bonus stuff on there. So I had all that, which gave me the, uh, the orange blade. So, yeah, but I, I think that should have been an option where the, you, you could color change your, your blade with the saber, but you don't, I believe it just comes in blue. I thought all of the lightsabers that you got from Disney, you could actually um, change out the colors. No, you would or not. No. The legacy sabers, you get whatever color for that character. Because if you had the option of changing it out, I would have gotten Vader and I would have done green with it. <laughs> but you can only do That's red. different. You can only do red. And it's not like you get Anakin's and switch it to green. Anakin it's used the same lightsaber just about. <laughs> Instead of all chrome plated, it's um, black and chrome. Uh, Vader. Other than that, it's very, very similar lightsaber. It's not the same, I know. There, there, there's a, there is a slight difference. Uh, the ignition switch and the emitter is the the two things that are really different mm-hmm. between uh, the between the Skywalker saber and the Vader saber, mm-hmm. Vader hilt. Now, what Derek's going to be doing when he's down here uh, next month? Actually, what three weeks away? Four weeks? Three weeks away from that trip? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> it's next month. It's in September. If I remember, it's Dan- still six weeks away. Six weeks, really? Because it's the end of the month. Gotcha. If I remember Nancy's comment or her one Facebook post, you you got a chance to build a saber from Savis. You got that, that right. 
don't miss your appointment or they're still going to day of or they're still going to charge you full price for the saber. Good to know, but I will not miss it. <laughs> with that one. Uh, and the only way I'm going to miss it is I'm dead. <laughs> with that one, you can choose whatever crystal you want. And because it has the crystal option, you could change it. You could go buy the rest of the crystals out of Doc Ondar's, the other ones that you don't have. Mm. And you can and you could change the color of your blade anytime you want. Mm. That's what that's what the saber alsavis. So that's the cool thing about that. The legacy sabers you can't you can't change them out. Mm. But with what they had present, I I really I've always liked Plocoons and I picked up Plocoons. I could have done I could have gone limited edition and got Luminaris, which is essentially the same saber with same hilt with some different accents and I could have gotten my green blade, but I, I like the look of the, the black and blue highlights that are in the, uh, an all, an all chrome look of, uh, of Plocoons. So, so yeah, go vote for, uh, for those three options. If you choose to do so. Yeah, I just looked at the um, website and I looked under action figures and there's really nothing that screams action figure to me other than there's a um, Batman one from the new from the new The Batman movie. The rest of them don't to me. They don't fit into the, with action figures. Huh. I have to go check that out. Yeah, take a look. at the, It's interesting looking at it because um, it's got under action figures. Oh, I already cast a vote, so I'm not technically allowed to look at it anymore. I guess. Where did you go for that? Um, if you go to the um, StarWars.com, the this story is on there, and the link is through that. But the um, website Toy is Wars. the ToyAwards.org. Hmm. So, um, let's see, where to go next? We got like 17 different categories. Yeah. I'm going to check it out after show. Um, have y'all watched Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation yet? No. Nope. <sighs> I want to. I want to. I just haven't got that far along. Do y'all care if I... It's not. <laughs> it's Lego, so it's not a spoiler. All right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so I have, tw- I have Easter eggs from the show. And part of it is I want to see if I remember any of these Easter eggs. So things to check out while watching Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. So if you've seen it, great. If you haven't seen it, keep an eye out. Be something. <clears throat> so with the intro, you know how they do the, uh, you know, for Star Wars, it's the different characters. For the Lego Star Wars, it's the different Lego character, Lego Star Wars characters. They've added Finn uh, to that in his summer outfit or in his vacation mode during that intro cool i have noticed that um they changed that intro depending on what show it is yes they'll add a couple different things to it yeah uh yeah number two ugly sweater strike back uh you may if you even even if you haven't watched the show but you've seen pictures of the lego advent calendar star wars advent calendar sweaters you see them wear on the on the minifigs in the advent calendar is what C-3PO and R2-D2 are wearing in the show briefly. Cool. I thought those looked familiar. Uh, number three. So it's sort of a running gag, but gonk waiters everywhere. Uh, before we get into any further, I want to see if there's any mention. Okay. So the, 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 the concept is the gang, Finn and, and friends, Go take a trip on the Halcyon for a long overdue break. I can promise you there are no gonk droids acting as waiters on the Halcyon. It's just for the sake of the show. Yet. Again, it's part of the running gag. So, um, Is it just done on the Halcyon yet? I, I don't see it happening. Um, number four. One, your do a drop, please. Um, it is Finn's drink and choice. And it's an actual beverage you can order on Star Cruiser. It's called the Eudora Poison Spitter Drop. Uh, number five, meet the Galactic lib- Libations Droid. Uh, a play on C-3PO's human-cyborg relations programming. Uh, the Galactic Libations Droid moniker takes the joke one step further. Its name is BVRJ Beverage. Oh, lovely. 
And it's a, it's, <laughs> it's the same look as a uh, medical droid. It's a 2-1-B medical droid. Yeah. Again, you don't see it on the ship. It's actual humans. It's just for the show. So, um, number six, what's in the name? It's, it's pretty bad when Lego's doing it better. So I'd love to see a droid bartender. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been cool to have seen. Yeah. Uh, what's in the name? Lego Star Wars. The Freemaker Adventure fans will recognize Lieutenant Valera, who teams up with Obi-Wan and Natal from his time on Tatooine. A revealed here is her first name, Colvette, which comes from the mashup of voice actor Yvette Nicole Brown's first and middle names. Ah. <laughs> Uh, number seven, a dessert for a hut. Jabba's birthday cake is decorated with the hut's favorite treat, platoonian patty frogs. Hey, it's his party. And uh, Yeah, knowing Jabba, you probably won't get a piece of cake anyway. True. Uh, number eight, some droids are programmed to rock. Keep your eyes peeled in the crowd. In Jabba's palace, you may spot a crowd surfing protocol droid. Number nine, the design... Origins of the Gamorrean Girls. Uh, Gamorrean Girls turns out to be a catchy summer tune, and the actual design of the Gamorrean Girl at Dabo's party comes from the authentic source art by legendary Star Wars concept artist Ralph McQuarrie. Cool. Uh, bonus Easter egg. When Valera requests that Snice Noodles play Gamorrean Girls in the key of D, she's being musically accurate. That's the song's actual key. Uh, 10. Boba has a theme and he'll use it. Hear the music cue when Boba swoops in to target Obi-Wan and Colvett. That's his new theme from the season finale of Book of Boba Fett, making his first appearance outside of the series. Good. They should be using that. Uh, remember, the, anytime for anything that they use any of the Star Wars characters, you get, if they have a theme, they use it. So. Yep. Uh, so, number 11. Forced, forced Ghost Vacay. After his tale, Force Ghost Obi-Wan makes an unannounced wardrobe change and can be seen wearing the same summer-themed shirt from his story. Even when you achieve immortality, you want to dress appropriately. Uh, number 12, what's that symbol? An R2-D2, C-3PO, and BB-8 emerge from the spa. They're all sporting robes and tiles with matching logos. That logo is the insignia for the Chandrilla Starline, owners of the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Uh, bonus Easter egg sequence gets extra points for the cucumber slice BB-8 wears over his singular lens. Um, 13, Twin Suns, the only sunscreen that the Sith Lords trust, except no substitutions. Uh, 14, Sith Castles in the Sand. When Finn heads to the beach, he builds Darth Vader's Mustafar Castle. Most impressive, considering he didn't even have a shovel. And of course, you'll be able to recreate that sandcastle in the advent calendar. Mm-hmm. Number 15, Weird Al makes his Star Wars debut. The song parody great has its own history with Star Wars, including the 1980s Yoda, 1999's The Saga Begins. But as Vic Vanco is now officially part of the Star Wars galaxy. Okay, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought... Lego Star Wars wasn't canon. It's not. He's part of the Star Wars Lego galaxy now. Okay. Lego is its own version of canon. All right. Just wanted to double check. Yeah. Part of the stud canon. There we go. Get it? Lego studs. Stud canon. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. You know, it's a dad joke when you have to explain it. Yeah. 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 Huh. Um, Number 16. It's not a polka party, but it's close. Weird Al performs Scarif Beach Party in Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, which his character, Vic Vanco, holds his band fill instrument in a manner similar to the way Yankovic holds, plays his accordion. Uh, 17. Scuba gear fit for a force ghost. When Anakin shows up at the beach, he emerges from the water sporting scuba gear, a nod to the regulator used to create Darth Vader's breathing sound effect in Star Wars New Hope. As to why a Force Ghost needs scuba gear, we don't know. We don't care. We just love it. Uh, number 18, tropical porgs. These colorful birds point to the possibility that different kinds of porgs, first seen on Octu, uh, exist across the galaxy. Could there be Mustafar porgs? 
Hoth parks, we have a lot of questions. It'd be like any other creature in Star yeah, Wars. I mean, eventually it's going to end up leaving its original planet. Sure. We know that there was a bunch of porgs on the uh, Falcon when it left. And they end up infesting uh, Atu, Black Spire Outpost, when they when Ray and Chewie come to Black Spire Outpost. So they're like tribbles. They are. Uh, number nineteen, Hades inspired bully. Inside Ben Solo's entire misadventure has a eighties movie vibe to it, but the obnoxious makes you, <laughs> but the obnoxious makes your fist clench. Rad is directly inspired. I love to hate them bullies of fair like Pretty in Pink, Karate Kid, and Back to the Future. Thankfully, like the antagonist of those stories, Rag is his comeuppance. Bonus fact, Rad is voiced by acclaimed comedian Paul F. Tompkins, who has previously played characters in Star Wars animation. Tompkins' first Star Wars appearance came in the live-action sketch for the Star Wars show, produced by the StarWars.com team, in which he played a salesman-looking, or hawking, Toy Yodas. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then 20, Rose revisited. Kelly Marie Tran returned to her favorite role, Rose Tico, even re-recording some of her dialogue from Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's good to have her back. Nice. So, Very nice. So yeah, that is 20 Easter eggs from Star Wars Summer Vacation. Yeah, I, I want to see it. It's just I haven't had a chance yet. I may watch it tomorrow because tomorrow we got to watch She-Hulk also. Yes. While I'm there, I might as well watch yeah. this too. So, um, of course, Star Cruiser is not the only new Star Wars venue to have opened. Um, there is a new kids experience, which I'm disappointed. It's just for kids. Yeah, I read uh, up on this. It's like, oh, man, I want to do this. But over on the Disney Wish, it's the Star Wars Cargo Bay. Me, personally? I go take my laptops, and I mean, if I'm a couple nights or a couple days on this <laughs> ship, I'll go sit. I'll go sit on with my laptop, and my iPad, reading Star Wars comics or something in the cargo bay. It's the best place to do it. Yeah. Why does it have to be for kids only? I'm a kid at heart. <laughs> well, I believe they also um, put in like a Star Wars lounge there. Yes, it's very similar. To Sublight Lounge at the Star Cruiser. That's where the $5,000 drink comes from. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll sit back and watch people order that. Problem they have is it's literally the same size as Sublight Lounge on the Star Cruiser. And when you have a ship that holds over a thousand people and, you're, and you have an attraction like a Star Wars bar that maybe only holds 200, you got some problems. Yeah. That just means you wake up and you go down to the bar and you just stay there. I should have made a bigger bar. Anyway, um, there's a loath cat dozing in the corner. Um, and while a wide-eyed pork beckons over you with a soft coos, all the while Chewbacca fiddles with buttons across the room. This is what the real-life experience for kids on the Star Wars Cargo Bay is on the, on the Disney Wish. In the Disney Oceaneers Club, kids ages 3 to 12 will get to experience Star Wars like ever before. I'm 12. Mentally, I'm 12. That's my excuse. I'm going to go do this. Uh, but apparently, they do have like an open house where you could do meet and greet pictures with Chewie in, in the room. Um, I so, wonder if you have a kid with you, if you could do it with them. Nope. Kid goes in, parent stays out. Really? Yeah. That's the way it is. Same thing in the Marvel area. It goes in. Parents stay home. Sorry, that's marketing all wrong. That should be. This should be a family event. Yes, it should be an open area. But I think Disney's just afraid there's going to be more parents in there, more adults in there than kids. The kids won't get to have fun. Well, no. What it is is the um, marketing department that looked at this couldn't think of any reason why an adult would want to do this. Obviously, they yeah. don't. <laughs> Obviously, they don't listen to us, and they don't pay attention to what they've done with the Star Cruiser. Uh-huh. So, um, so kids uh, get to experience Star Wars like never before, becoming animal handlers uh, in the Star Wars Creature Challenge. They get to feed care for creatures across the galaxy using augmented reality-enabled data pads to track and study each specimen. 
See, as an adult, I think this would be cool to do. Yeah, no fair. A simple scan on, on each creature's tag will give them information and set them on a series of special assignments. As with all missions, challenges arise and Ray and Chewie will make an appearance to assist, channel the force, and even rescue the ship from destruction. Now, which ship? The Wish or the um, cargo bay ship? Probably the cargo bay ship. But does that matter? Yeah, how fun it would be if the kids were thinking they were saving the actual cruise ship. You know how cool it would be if you were an adult and you got to do this and you think you were actually saving the cruise ship? Well, yeah. Okay. I, I sense age discrimination. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write my congressman about it. Um, walking into the space is like being on a ship within a ship. Low ceilings provide a cozy feel. Just the right height for younglings, but spacious enough for adults. Dark room is punched with brightly lit buttons and wall panels. Uh, become beacons for your interactivity. Each knob and switch beg to be pushed and pulled as you're on a working vessel. It says here that spacious enough for adults. Why does that matter when they don't let adults in? Because I know, right? Because they have the seven foot Wookiee walking around. Well, he's not. He's not twelve. Yeah. At this point in time, well, he's like a hundred and something years old. It should have said it was spacious enough for a Wookiee, not spacious enough for adults. Yeah. So every corner has something to look at from working screens to astromech parts at the droid building station. Uh, the creatures that truly capture the, ima- but it's the creatures that truly capture the imagination. Along with the aforementioned Lothcat, Korg, there are species from planets throughout the galaxy, even as far as Atollan, the remote planet's native Dachma, with its distinct eye slits waiting for interaction while Tatooine's own wart is caged and probably for a good reason. See, this is, I think, where they should have used a womp rat. <laughs> True. People would know what that is. The, or People who are doing Star Wars stuff on this cruise ship would know what that was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know a wart, but barely. I think I've heard the term once or twice. Uh, once they were seen in uh, Resistance. That sounds familiar. Possibly. I'm checking the link. Now, the war is the, uh, the thing that the Tuscans were eating. Along. Ah, okay. Frog looking thing. Huh. Yeah. I swear. I thought, there, I thought there was an animated version of this in uh, okay, Appearances, Return of the Jedi, and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, this was the big frog that was outside Jabba's palace um, in, a, in one of the... Uh, yeah, this is the one that's eating yeah. the bug at the Jabba's palace. What, right. am I think, what am I thinking of then? Is that Gorg? What, Born? I do what, not the um, dog-like things that the Tuscans had? No. Uh, resistance. There was a Gorg. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's a Gorg. Hang on. Let me back up and look. Yeah, it was a big-eyed um, fish-looking thing. Yeah, which is not listed in the Star Wars database. It's in the um, Wikipedia. It's in Wikipedia, but the Wikipedia is not Star Wars, or it's not officially Star Wars. It's not on the. It's not on the database on StarWars.com. Huh? That was like a major, major. Yeah, those plot are everywhere. To a lot of the episodes, well, it was the the Gorg salesman. Anyway, um, so apparently. If you are pay a lot of attention to detail, you'll notice small details such as a hidden porg's nest, which means the creatures are loose. Uh, while those cre- creatures are ready to be studied, others lie in wait and are not easily found. A nondescript pipe isn't just room decor. A simple spin of the attached valve and bubbles appear, signifying the fearsome Dianoga. Uh, luckily, a thick wall of glass separates you from the elusive beast so yeah so. we wouldn't want anybody getting sucked down into the um garbage true certainly not um going over to comics real quick in darth vader number 26 he's a pod racer one more time really yep he finds himself mounting a pod racer once again Driving headfirst into the protective waves of sand. Uh, meanwhile, in Star Wars Dr. Aphra 20, number 26, the archaeologist 
still possessed by the evil Spark Eternal, pays a visit to Crimson Dawn's archivist, Santa Startos. Staros. Mm. However, has a plan to rescue Afra. She just needed some help. Uh, Darth Vader number 26 is written by Greg Pak and illustrated by Raphael Inco. It's covered by Raza. Uh, and it actually arrives on my birthday, August 24th. Cool. Uh, Dr. Afra number 23, not 26. No, it should be 26 as well. Nope, 23. They have it wrong in the story. Uh, it's written by Alyssa Wong and illustrated by Minku, Minku Jung, with a cover by W. Scott Forbes, also arriving on my birthday, August 24th. So check them out. It'll be very interesting to see, uh, to read the book and see Vader uh, on a pod. I actually show pictures of, of previous of, of the comic. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, show the podcast, the pod um, that he's on. Pod racer. It's interesting. It's like one engine and he rides it almost like a motorcycle. No, it's two engines. You sure? The one I'm seeing yes. here looks like it's just one. Oh, he's, there it is. Okay. He's scroll down. down. Oh, he's still, he's sitting on top of one of them, even though there's two engines. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting design. Yeah. If you look at the first image or two, it almost looks like a really weird looking uh, speeder bike or swoop bike. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Star Wars High Republic show, Phase two concepts and covers have been revealed. Um, first seen in Zoraida Cordova's Convergence. Uh, we will have we have our first look at the Chancellor's son, Alex Greylark. Uh, and from the forthcoming quest for the Hidden City, Jedi Master Salandra Show. Um, in an illustration by Jeff Thomas based on a concept art from Ian McCraig. Uh, like her weapon of choice, Salandra views herself as a shield against evil. So I'm assuming while what's on her back is a is a shield similar to what you would use on the Star Cruiser in the training jo- training dojo during lightsaber training, which could very well be the first time we see that shield in action by a Jedi. Yeah. Well, we had seen before. Uh, I, I believe we had seen before during. Um previews of the high republican generals so one of them had a shield of some sort now shield laser shields or or the shields have been used in the past because they're obviously the gun didn't use them Gungans use them yeah uh clones have used them um but what we see in the illustration that looks very similar to the shield that's used a little bit bigger but similar to the shield used in um, the training dojos or during lightsaber training on the star cursor which is very intriguing that there there's an actual shield as well. Um, there is also a forthcoming audio original, Star Wars: The High Republic: The Battle of Jedha. Nice. So, and then uh, we get I've always liked the um, Star Wars original audio stuff that they've done. Those have been super cool. And, I, and for me, of uh, the new canon stuff, all the original books started, original audio books started with uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Yeah. Which was very cool. Uh, we also get our first glimpse at variant covers from Marvel Star Wars The High Republic, issue two. Um, and it wouldn't be Star Wars without an opening crawl. So here's a closer look of the uh, phase two crawl for Star Wars The High Republic, first unveiled at as a poster at San Diego Comic-Con. And it is uh, Star Wars The High Republic Quest of the Jedi. This time of great exploration and effort to unite the galaxy. Chancellors of the Republic working alongside the con- courageous and wise Jedi Knights. I-, I love how they say Chancellors, not Chancellor. Have dispatched dozens of Pathfinder teams into the furthest reaches of the Outer Rim. Is a great time of. Or it is also a time of great uncertainty. Communication is unreliable, and tall tales of mysterious planets, monstrous creatures abound. Prospectors and pirates roam the frontier in the world, and the worlds of Iram and Irano are locked in a forever war. On the far-off planet of Dalna, a new threat to the galaxy is beginning to emerge. Hmm. I don't think it's the Sith yet. I think no. this is the. I think what we're going to see is the threat that was teased before the entire launch of um, 
the High Republic of with no Sith, what do the Jedi fear? Mm-hmm. I think this is it. I think it's also what uh, Martian Rowe was doing. Yeah. It has something to do with that. Yeah. With the eye. And then um, we know Andor is coming September 21st. Uh, hey, check check the listings as return or uh, there's a return of Rogue One to IMAX theaters August 26th. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, last I looked, it is not showing in my area. Ah, figures. Which is crazy. I did not, I did not check my area, but. But tickets weren't available at the time when I looked either. So now the tickets are available, I have to check. But now it it may be cool to go see it in uh, in IMAX. I'm sure that. Yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it. It was just cool to see it on the big screen again. Yeah. Let me look and see here. Let's check Fandango. They they should have it listed there. Should. And then uh, I do have a topic from Twitter. From the user Talk Like Jar Jar Day, <laughs> what are y- all of your plans for International Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day this year? I didn't know there was one. I did not know there was one either. Uh, me either. August 19th is uh, apparently Talk Like Jar Jar Day. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but I'm definitely not going to be talking like Jar Jar. I respect the character. It would be difficult to keep that going. Actually, I respect the actor behind the character. I mean, Ahmed Best was great in the role. Not, I don't know. I, I, I'm torn about the character. He's not a, he's not a favorite. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy a Jar Jar figure, but I love the actor behind the role. I love Ahmed Best. He, He did great work. Yeah. I think it was great. It, it was a good character for what it was supposed to be there for. It was supposed to be there as the he was supposed to be the comic relief. Yeah, he he took place. I don't think it was, didn't I have that big part. I think he took the place of the droids in George's mind. Yeah, but but the difference is is that he he was way too over the top. Yeah, like the, he should have toned him back some. And that well, was and that's, a, that's a that's a that's a that's a George issue, not. Yeah, not a character issue, not a Ahmed best issue. Yeah, like we've discussed this before. It was you got to remember um, when George was writing the prequels, no one was going to tell him no on anything. When he wrote the right. trilogy, he was bouncing it off of his friends and everybody else and saying, hey, what do you think of this? And they're punching it up, changing things here, giving him ideas, changing things. When it came to the prequels, one, two and three, it was all George. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I, I get what he was trying to do with Jar Jar, but I don't think it was successful the way yeah. he was. He wanted it to be, even as comic relief. I think it was just too much. I I, I want to say Phantom Menace. He was right on that border of being too much. Yeah, when you get him again in um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, that's about they he did learn and dialed them back some. Which is fine. Yeah. I, I, I dialed him back a lot. <laughs> I think if they, even if they just dialed him back a third in Phantom Menace, he would have been more tolerable and not as yeah. bothersome. Because the roles that he has in his appearances in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are ideal. I mean, they were, they were just right. The role that he has in the Clone Wars, he's used just right with the series. Yeah. I think Phantom Minute, I think the introduction of him, you know, I, I still say borderline overkill, but if they just dialed it overkill. if they dialed it back a third, he would have been it would have been a better, better scenario. Yeah. Which, you, you could tell they were trying George was trying too hard with that character. Right, because it's fine. It it's great to have a character that's comic relief. That's you know, great. That's fun. We love that. But that was not even to me. It was just like, just too stupid. It was, it, I don't know. It just, he felt out of place. See, that's what had me worried about seeing him in, in Attack of the Clones. But then the way he was used. Yeah. I, I, I'm yes. like, okay, I have a better appreciation of the character now. The way he was used in 
Revenge of the Sith. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, and I I enjoyed the character more in those two films than I did in Phantom Menace. See, I could agree the with Phantom that. Menace, yeah. yeah. Well, the Phantom Menace, you guys think, really sets him up to be the perfect fall guy for the Re- Attack of the Cl- or um, Revenge of the Sith. Right. Because he is still the same Jar Jar. He's learned a lot, and um, he's obviously grown up a lot. But he's still the same Jar Jar Banks because he is easily manipulated, easy to um, get him to do exactly what you want him to do. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, he he was right on that edge of being overused. If you are able to roll him back, problem is I'm I've been sitting here racking my brain. He is so much of the plot or part of the the subplot or supporting of the plot of Phantom Menace. It's hard to say where do you roll him back at. True. With the way he was written in, the way he's utilized, how how do you roll him back in Phantom Menace? And it's extremely difficult. You know, well, you leave him in all the scenes, just to dial back the um, silliness a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the, the, the scene on Tatooine was per. You know, when they were walking through the market, was perfect. Sorry, I did like that. Yeah, I liked that scene where they grab the where he grabs the tongue and says, oh, what the mm-hmm. hell. I mean that to me Bizarre. That, that that was a nod to old comedy to the old yeah. comedies to the vaudeville slapstick type comedy. I love that. That was cool. Some of the one-liners in the his dialogue, I think, is where yeah. it got on a lot of people's nerves. The way, not just the way he spoke, but some of what he said. Yeah, the the squeeze me and all that type of stuff. Uh, right. Yeah. How rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, a lot of those lines you could get away with once. Yeah, but, but it was very it two or three times. Maybe that's where you you it's cutting dialogue, not appearance. Mm-hmm. Take away some of the yeah. repeat one-liners. So, well, I sent to you guys in chat um, a link. Let's find out what Lego Star Wars summer vacation character we are. Let me know. Okay. Let me know when you guys are ready. I'm on it here. Eric, I'm ready. All right. Choose your idea for a perfect vacation spot. The beach, the woods, the mountains, staycation. <clears throat> Eric's going to go like me and say the beach. <laughs> not. I love going to the beach, but it's not my, my ideal spot. You guys ready I for the, the beach, but Go ahead. The sun kills me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, what do you like to do for fun? Spend time with friends, read a book, mm. enjoy some music, relax in nature. Mm. We ready to move on? Yes. Sure. What Star Wars character would be your ideal travel companion? Chewbacca, Darth Vader, F- Figured Dan, or Poe Dameron? Number four. Choose a preferred mode of transportation. Station wagon. Did that? Did many summer trips with that? Cruise ship. Ever done? Mm-hmm. Plane or private yacht? Number five, what's your favorite color? Blue, yellow, red, or orange? Number six, how would you describe yourself? Outgoing, shy, charismatic, friendly. Introvert is not an option. (laughs) This is Derek's question here. What level of SPF is your sunscreen? Five, 30, 50, 100 plus. (laughs) Going back to the beach thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, choose one must-have item to pack for your trip. Bathing suit, hat, sandals, accordion. Depends on how well you like the people around you. Number nine. Choose one item you'll leave at home. Beach towel, sand toys, cell phone, a planner. And final question. Which Lego Star Wars character has the best fashion sense? Poe, Leia, Alpatine, Darth Vader. And your result is... <laughs> I am Lego Finn. Derek. I am Lego Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lego Finn. So why don't you read Anakin's description? Your aversion to sand is well documented. Sometimes it's unavoidable. <laughs> Grab your favorite sun hat and get ready for some fun. Ken, why don't you hit us up with Lego Finn? Change is difficult. 
Make your summer a memorable one by focusing on the time you have with your friends and family instead of unknowns ahead. Sounds like a fortune from Fortune Cookie. Does. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, trying to think, see if there's anything else to discuss or get real quick. Uh, I realize I have missed put adding a couple stories to our show notes. Sorry, yeah. Hope you wrote them down. Oh, I've got notes I've been taking all night too. Um, so we know Mandalorian returns shortly after the first of the year. Uh, apparently, Mandalorian season four may be happening sooner than expected. Saw that. Um, while it's unlikely both third and fourth seasons will drop in 2023, you have to believe it won't be another two years between releases. I don't think it's truly two years. I don't think the decision for two years was between really, you know, Mandalorian's pretty much done. It, it's just scheduling with everything else coming. It's just, it's just a scheduling deal. As we went from Book of Boba Fett to Kenobi, going to Andar or Andor into Bad Batch with the two of them overlapped. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be okay. And of course, the, the news that, uh, can't think of it. Christopher Guest. No. Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd has confirmed he is in the, the next season of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Still doesn't say who his character is, but confirms he is in the show. I can't wait to see what he's playing. So, um, any other final thoughts? Mm. We've only got a couple weeks left to land, or we're getting closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they move it again. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So, no other final thoughts? Nope, I think we're about ready to um, cue the music. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I've placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, my God.